thank you for joining me on Living Encouraged with Eileen. At Living Encouraged, we are all about encouraging, inspiring, and empowering you to realizing your goals, dreams, and visions in faith, family, and career. Every message shared here with you is biblically based and will empower you with the Word of God. Hi, I am your host, Eileen Bocanegra, Christian life coach, Bible teacher, and author of My Journey with God. I am so excited to be sharing this encouraging message with you today. Hi, thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited to be here with you. Today, I want to talk to you about how to handle the unexpected. You know, those unexpected moments that come around and they're the ones that throw a wrench into your day. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Those kind of unexpected events. How do we handle that? How do we keep from unraveling at the seam? How do we keep from falling apart? Well, we recently had a situation here in our home uh, that that was really unexpected, something that we had talked about. We kind of, you know, we talked about it in the past, like, what if this happens? What will we do? And um, we we had looked at all different case scenarios, you know, worst case scenario to best case scenario. And we had played that back and forth with each other, uh, Renee and I, and um it just, it just didn't, we never expected for it to actually happen. And on last Monday, uh, we were hit with some hard news and we kind of looked at each other. And when, when Renee got home and, and he tells me what was going on, you know, we kind of looked at each other and it was more like in a, in an utter shock. Like we couldn't believe that the unexpected, the one thing that we talked about in the past and we, we said, you know, what if this happens? And, you know, we had talked about it before. We actually didn't expect for it to actually happen the way it did. So when it hit us, we were really shocked. And, you know, here we had just had a great time with the family. We had just spent time over the holidays with our family and loved ones. And everything everything was great. So when we started back up, with the new year, this was something that we just didn't anticipate. And it caused, you know, a a little bit of nervousness for a few of the family members. But, you know, Renee and I kind of just sat there and we, we talked about it. And when the shot kind of passed us, you know, when it kind of, kind of got over it, you know, we looked at each other and we were like, okay, God clearly is about to do something great. And Renee says, you're right. I believe that. Instead of unraveling at the seams, which typically, if you know me, that's the kind of person that I was. That's the person that, I mean, for all my life, I was that person that when things hit the fan, I hit the fan. Like, I would go crazy. I would go into a panic, into a frenzy. And I would try to figure out, you know, okay, this is what I got to do. I got to make a plan. I got to figure this out. We we need a plan B. I mean, I was that person. I need plan B, plan C, plan D. I mean, that's just the kind of person I've always been. But, you know, when I started anchoring myself in God's word and I started holding on to what God's truths were saying, God's promises... It started to change my perspective on how I was handling those unexpected events. It's easy for us to fall into a a discouragement, fall into a frenzy of worry, anxiety, and, and really kind of fall into that 
I call it a rabbit hole, the rabbit hole where you just kind of fall into that rabbit hole and you get lost in your emotions. Um, one thing that that I learned was that every time I was getting into this, um, going into this emotional rant, you know, cause that's what I was doing. I was ranting, I was raving, I was complaining, I was upset and trying to figure out everything on my own. And, you know, one thing that I learned that when I started to surrender it all to God, I was starting to trust him and believe in what his word said. Um, in first Samuel, 1216 it says now then stand still and see this great thing the Lord is about to do before your eyes you see there's a couple of key things that it tells us in this scripture and that's something that I had to learn how to do a few years ago when when God started like really changing my heart and changing my whole perspective on how I looked at things um, God really started to do a number on me because I was that person that I could not stand still. You see, I, I was that person that I just had to go and create an action plan. I had to get something going fast. And uh, this time around, you know, Renee and I just looked at each other and we stood still. Just as the scripture says, it says stand still. And that's what we did. We stood still and now we're just seeing we're we're doing what the scripture says it says stand still and see this great thing the lord is about to do before your eyes so we've stood with an attitude of expectation we've stood still waiting to see what god is about to do in our lives so that's that's the 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 important thing here is that when we are faced with those unexpected events those events that really throw a wrench into our day, it throws a wrench into our life, uh, we have to stop and we have to stand still. Before we unravel, before we sit there and go into a frenzy, go into anxiety, worry, uh, just fear sets in, instead of magnifying all those fears, magnifying all the negativity, we have to turn around and magnify our faith. We have to magnify what God's word says. And God's word, it's unfailing. God's word is filled with promises. And they're not empty promises. These are God's promises that he says, you know what? I want you to advance in life. I want the very best for you. Why? Because you're my child. It's just like when when I look at my boys and they tell me, you know, this is what I want to do when I grow up and this is the kind of career that I want. And, you know, I, ever since they were little boys, I would always tell them, I have, my oldest son would always say he loved dinosaurs and Israel would always say, mom, I want to be a paleontologist. I'm like, I don't know what they do, but hey, if that's what you want to do, go for it. I didn't know if a paleontologist was a great career for him or if it was just a career that was going to lead, you know, to him digging up dirt and hopes of one day discovering that 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 artifact that was going to make him famous or wealthy. It it wasn't about that. It was more about him doing what he loved best and that was you know, studying dinosaurs and artifacts, ancient artifacts. It's just something that's always been in Israel's heart. Uh, but Israel, as he got older, he decided he wanted to do something different and he changed his career path. Uh, the same thing happened to each of my boys. Each one of them 
you know, they have this dream uh, of something that they want to do. And I've always been that person that encourages them uh, because I want them to be able to go out there and do the things that they really love. And and I'm going to support them and I'm going to be there with them because I want the very best for my kids. So when I look at the way God is with me and God is with all of us, God wants the very best for us. So he tells us, you know, we need to stand still. And in this scripture here, uh, this scripture tells us now then stand still and see this great thing the Lord is about to do before your eyes. Uh, You know, in this scripture, we're being told, okay, look, listen, you need to stop and you need to wait to see what God's about to do. You see, when when Moses was out in the wilderness, And and I had highlighted this earlier this morning while I was sitting in church, never realizing what Pastor Joel was actually going to talk about today. But when Moses was going out uh, in, and he was going to go out into the wilderness to to take uh, the Israelites, you know, to the promised land. The key thing is, is that he told them, basically, this is going to be a short trip. We're going to get there within a matter of days. And and he was real quick to tell them, you know what? We're going to get there. He says, it takes 11 days to go from Horeb to Kadesh, Barnea, by the Mount Seir Road. You see, in Deuteronomy 1, 2, it says, it ta- it says where Moses tells us it takes 11 days. He's telling them, look, hey, it's going to take us 11 days to get there. But because of their impatience... Because they went into that, you know, act of frenzy, worry, fear, they magnified all the negative thoughts that the discouragement, they magnified everything. They looked at everything in such a negative way. Instead of a positive attitude, they had a negative attitude. Their perspective was so negative that they complained about everything. They complained about what God provided them to eat every, every single day. They were complaining, like, when are we going to get there? Why is it taking so long? And sometimes we get that way. Sometimes we start to complain. We don't see things going our way, our time schedule. We don't see, like, for instance, me. I had been working on all these projects uh, right before uh, Christmas, and I had a house full of, of, of sick people. Everybody had gotten the flu. And there I was taking care of everybody. And by night, I was just working night after night, getting all this work done. And what happens, I got stopped in the in my tracks because I got sick. And I was down for about three weeks. So in that time, I got impatient because I had a goal. I had a target. But God was clearly saying, okay, you need rest I'm going to make sure that you get the rest that you need uh, because God wants the very best for us. And when it was time for me to get back to work, God unleashed me and he gave me what I needed at that time. Well, the Israelites, they complained all the time, right? So what should have been, you know, a few days out in the wilderness, it, it should have been a short trip. God had them out there for 40 years. Imagine that, 40 years. So here, their trip dragged out. 
And of course, they complained. They couldn't see the promised land. They could no longer envision that. They couldn't see the good in any of this. All they saw was the negative. And in the end, so many of them didn't even make it to the promised land. Uh, you know, in listening to Pastor Joel today, how he was talking about how Joshua, the Joshua generation, Joshua and his and and the people that he had with him are the ones that crossed into the promised land. They're the ones that received that promise that was made uh, back when. And the one that Moses didn't fulfill, Joshua was the one that took care of it. When I look at that scripture that says, you know, now then stand still and see this great thing that the Lord is about to do before your eyes. I look at our own personal life and I think like, wow, you know what? We have this setback right now. We have this unexpected event that has taken place that has hit us hard. But I believe that God shut a door to open another door, a door that's advancement, a door that is going to bring uh, overflow. So when I sat there with my husband and Renee and I were talking about what was going on, everybody that was texting, checking to see how we were doing, like, you know, we were going all back and forth. They were surprised at the attitude that we had because we had a positive attitude we had an attitude that showed that we were magnifying our faith and not our fear. We didn't feed into fear. We didn't feed into a frenzy of anxiety, depression, or worry. Instead, we're standing on God's promise. And God's promise says that that everything that I've committed to do, everything that we commit, that we've committed to God, that he establishes our plans. He establishes everything for us. So we know our walk with God. We know that what we're doing right now, we know that God's going to turn around and he's going to turn the circumstance around in our favor because that's what God does. God wants to take care of us. Just the way I turn around, I take care of my kids. Just the way I want them to have the very best. Just the way I, I drop everything to take care of them when they're sick. I encourage them when they, they have a dream, a goal. They have something that they've envisioned. Just the same way, I I believe that's how God treats us. That's how God sees us. And he says, okay, you know what? Don't worry about that. I'm shutting this door because I have something greater for you. And that's where we have to stand still and be in faith, full faith, surrendering to God and saying, you know what, God, I trust you. I trust you that, you know what, the, despite the the circumstance that's taking place right now, despite that unexpected, you know, wrench that got thrown into my life, despite those things, God, I know that you're about to bless us. I know that a blessing is coming from this because you're not going to take from me and leave me with nothing. You're not going to leave me high and dry. You're going to fulfill all your promises that you've made to me. You're going to fulfill the promises and the visions that you've given to me. And that's, that's the attitude that we must have in order for us to keep from falling into a frenzy, from from uh, losing all hope and getting discouraged, let us stand in faith. Stand in faith and magnify your faith over your fears. Magnify God's word and hold on to God's word. I had posted a quote earlier this week that talked about God's word and the way I see God's word. In God's word, it's it's what I have. It's what I hold on to. And 
I don't know who I was talking to the other day that I said, all I have is God's word. That's it. That's all I need. All I have is God's word. And that's more than enough. You see, when everything doesn't look like it should be, everything is going wrong. Everything goes awry. Everything's just kind of falling apart. I turn to God's word. I turn to prayer. I turn to my time with God and I just sit there with him and I allow him to comfort me, to reassure me and to remind me, hey, he's got it under control. I need to let God be God and Eileen be Eileen and let God take care of Eileen. That's how it's got to be. So whatever you're going through today, I just encourage you, let God be God. He's good at it. Trust me. He's great at it. Look at everything that he's accomplished without our help. He doesn't need our help. God's got it. So stand still. Stand still and watch. Watch the great things that God's about to do in your life. Stand firm in your faith. Magnify your faith and minimize those fears. And remember, God wants the very best for you. That's all he wants. He wants you to have the very best. And always remember that God's best is always going to exceed your best. I love you. I wish you a wonderful week. And may God bless you in all that you do. Bye.